Hey everybody, joining us on the deep end. Cheryl is with me today. We are talking about 2017, the year in review at Waters Church. It has been the best year of our church's history. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about where we're going from here. You're going to love it. We're glad to have you. This is The Deep End. The Deep End Podcast. Welcome to The Deep End Podcast, brought to you by Waters Church in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. The Deep End is where we go deeper into the scriptures to empower our walk with God. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we're glad you joined us, and we encourage you to be a part of the conversation in the comments below. If you're listening on SoundCloud or your podcast app, be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's go live to Pastor Tim Hatch as we get started with today's podcast. This is The Deep End. Hey, everybody. On Facebook Live... And our podcast listeners, say hello to my lovely wife, Cheryl. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We are doing the podcast together today, and uh, it is a pleasure to have my wife with me, and we are going to talk about this year. So we're taking a break again from 1 Corinthians chapter 6. The reason why is because it's like three days before uh, Christmas, Christmas services, and well, four days before Christmas services. And you know what? We need to uh, celebrate some things that God has done in our church over the last year. It is the last podcast of 2017, and we thought this is the time to talk about all the wonderful things that have happened and then give you a heads up on where we're going from here. And just to talk about how many people help make Waters Church what it is. Uh, we're excited to get into that in just a few moments, but first, uh, some news and updates on what's going on here at Waters Church, just to keep you in the loop, and welcome into the studio also Shane Parsons, executive pastor, back from his sick leave. He's got his voice back. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Shane. Give Merry us, Christmas. Merry Christmas Hello. to you. Uh, so we have some church announcements. Uh, first off, uh, baptism class. We are starting baptism class um, it's going to be right during service. It's going to be December 31st at 11.30 a.m. So second service on Sunday, we'll be able to do our baptism class instead of the first Saturday of the month. Mm -hmm. And then That's our good. new um, starting point class starts also on uh, January 7th at 9.30 a.m. And that's for someone who's new to Jesus, returning to the faith, or maybe just has some questions. So you can sign up um, at Info Central this weekend. This class is very limited. It's going to be a small type of class, maybe yeah. 10 the tops. Starting point. Yep. And then growth track starts up again January 7th at 1130. And that's the first one. That's going to be Discover Waters Church. So let's talk about in growth track for a moment. Who is growth track for? Anyone. Anyone at all? Anyone at all. Anyone and has uh, The first one's Discover. So that's usually geared towards uh, the someone, first who's, part. Yeah, someone who's new. The new why the behind faith, the what. To the church, yeah, right? why we do okay. what we do. Yeah. yeah. And then the second part. Of discover uh, growth track is what? Uh, deepen. deepen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's about learning what? Stuff. With Chris McEwen when you want to. I'm asking the executive pastor about pastoral care ministries. <laughs> yes. Wrong guy. <laughs> Show up. We'll teach you stuff. Yes. All right. And then the third part is dedicate and how you serve. I know that's the how you serve one. Right, so, right, right. But we got that one down. <laughs> we had uh, nine baptisms this past weekend, which were pretty awesome. Amazing. Good stories of life change happening yeah. here at Waters Church. We also want to remind you that Christmas is here, and it's going to be at all of our campuses uh, Christmas Eve, Eve, 4 p.m. Uh, it's really simple, guys. It's the regular service times all weekend long, so nothing to worry about. Just show up as usual. But if you did take a ticket for one of the particular services at the North Attleboro campus, please show up at that service. Right. Uh, we use those tickets um, because we need to make room for people. And but, but they don't need to have the ticket no, don't to need get to in. Nope. They just have to have the That's know, a good just, point. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also that if you uh, go to Christmas Eve, and this is going to be hard for some of you to hear. Please only attend one service. I, I mean, I hate to say this, but we already have severe parking problems right. at the North Attleboro campus. If you come to more than one uh, service... And, and I'm not talking about if you serve in one and then you attend another one. But if you come to more than one service, you're going to really hurt our potential for attendance. Right. And our volunteers have a special parking. Yeah, that's right. The parking that, right? of the uh, volunteers is on the other side of the building. So please, 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 please don't go to more than one service. Attend one. Uh, serve in however many you need to serve in, but attend one. 
but we're looking forward to it. Josh, I was just talking to Josh too yesterday about uh, our director of creative arts, and he is really working hard. The whole team. Oh yeah, yeah. It's nonstop. And I'm telling you, they have got a production that is going to really be awesome. And they did a great thing, put a lot, a lot of work into it, are still putting a lot of work into it. It is going to be great for your family and your friends. And then I am going to do my best to preach a shorter <laughs> message. Sure. Yeah, we'll see about <laughs> okay, that. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you all, but I won't be well. preaching as long as I usually do. My nephews watch me online from down in Florida, and they always uh, tell their mom when they pick a message that they want to watch from the church, they say, well, let's pick somebody other than Pat, Uncle Tim. He's too Shorter. long. <laughs> How That's dare they? Funny. How dare they? All right, anyway, uh, 2017, uh, people, was... And I say this without hesitation, the greatest year in our history. Yeah. Yep. No question. We just really saw some amazing things happen here at Water Church. I want to give you a little bit of scripture uh, to talk about why we're doing this here on the last podcast episode of 2017. Uh, first of all, Psalm 9-1, look what it says here. Psalm 9, verse 1, I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. And I think that the church has got to be in the business of doing this more often. So much of the church is complaining about the world, um, the age in which we live. Maybe they complain about the politicians they don't agree with, uh, the problems of our con- country, the problems of sin and all those things. But how about we take a moment yeah. yeah, and we tell the people all the marvelous things that God has done. And uh, that includes you watching on Facebook Live. That includes you listening to the podcast. Mm. We know there are so many people here at Waters Church. Your life has been touched and changed. God has done a great work. We get the emails. We're going to share a couple uh, on the podcast today. So this is like old-fashioned Bible study. Remember, Cheryl, when we used to do Bible study testimony night? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do it. It's so chaotic. But oh, yeah. um, now we have it much more structured and online. And we'll we'll just share those testimonies with you. Another passage of Scripture that I want to show you is from Th- uh, 1 Thessalonians 1, where Paul opens up this letter to the Thessalonian church in the first century. And he says, we give thanks to God. Always for all of you. And Cheryl and I want to say to Waters Church, that's our statement to you in 2017, mm-hmm. at the end of 2017. We give thanks to God always for all of you. Uh, Cheryl and I are the most blessed we have ever been in our lives. The church has is the best it's ever been. Uh, it's the most life-giving church it's ever been. Um, I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not saying we've like completed, you know, uh, being been completed. But I will tell you that it has been an absolute pleasure to be the pastors of this church in this particular year, the several, last past several years, really. Yes. Uh, you're a great church to pastor and lead. We just are every day. We just thank God that we get to do this. We get to be your pastors, mm-hmm. and we thank you. So we thank you. We thank God always for you. And then He says, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. And he says, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and your labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think about this passage because Paul says to the Thessalonians, look, we thank God for all of you. But then he says, here's what we're thankful for. We're thankful for the work of your faith, your labor of love. Mm -hmm. You know, every church, Cheryl, wants to grow. Yes, right? They do. <laughs> like every church talks about, we want to grow, we want to reach more people. But the rubber hits the road when the idea of wanting to grow actually costs the people in the church something. <laughs> it costs them energy, it costs them yeah. time, it costs them treasure, money, it costs them preferences. And a church, the, every, every pastor loves the idea of growing. But not every pastor, not every leader, not every church is comfortable with what it takes to grow. Right. And it takes energy. It takes work to grow a church. There's, there's uh, what I call growing pains in the church. We have to grow um, by laying down our own desires for what we want church to be so that people who don't go to our church are comfortable coming to our church. Yep. We have to make effort to serve in the weekend experience and... You know, Cheryl and I get this too, to sacrifice time with our children on the weekend 
to be at church and serve and, and do what God wants us to do for the kingdom's purposes. And we get paid to do that. You, a lot of people out there, do not get paid to do that. And you do this every weekend. And so we understand you are just giving, 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 yeah. giving. Yeah. My goodness, thank you so much. But you understand, and a whole bunch of people in our church, a, a lot of people, hundreds of people hundreds. in our church. Yeah. yeah we do have a, an amazing group of volunteers in our church. Yes, yeah, we do. And, and new ones all the time. Yeah. And they every weekend, instead of going out, instead of I don't know, on the in the summer, going to the beach or hanging by the pool, every weekend they're at church yeah. and they're laying down their lives, saying, "I want people to come to my church, not just in theory, but in practice." Yeah, that's right. So I'm glad, Waters, that we are not a church that likes the idea of a growing church, but we are a church who is willing to make the effort to be a growing church. Thank you for paying the price. Thank you for doing what you do. Uh, it means so much to us. You know, um, what you do sends a message to the world, and Paul's going to say that here to the Thessalonians because he's going to say, uh, you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia. He's going to say, look, your faith has been heard about about all, all around the world. He's going to say this to the Thessalonians. And I think about this, the Thessalonian church, because they internalized the message of Jesus and then they lived it out by giving and serving and loving and doing things for the kingdom's purposes, people heard about that. Remember when Jesus says in Matthew 5, 14, he says, you are the light of the world and a uh, the salt of the earth. And he says, a city set on a hill uh, cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. They put it on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, Jesus says, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. What does it mean to let your light shine? What does that mean? Like we think, oh, let your light shine means... Um, you know, put a Christian bumper sticker on your car and carry a big fat Bible around everywhere. Uh, well, I was just going to say it. too that the the testament of the growth is also not just what people are doing here in the building, but it's obviously got a lot to do with how they're living their lives outside of the church. Yes, that's because true. Because if you're not living the walk, people and you invite somebody to church, they're going to watch you and they're not going to want to come to your church. That's true. So I think yeah. that that is really a great testament of how people are living their lives, not only when they're in the building and shining their light. Yes. Just but at the same time, the work of the ministry is right. also, because he says here, your good works. And of course, we have to do good works outside of the church building, but we also must do ch good works to right. those who are coming to our church yes. building. So that's, that's what I'm talking about But you got to get them here first. You do have to get them here. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so good works in, good works out. Anyway, the point of the matter is, is that we are uh, salt, we are light. And I thought about those two things. Salt and light are small things. A lamp, we have three lamps in here, and the size of these lamps are about a fraction of the size of the room, but they light up the whole room. You and us, Waters Church, we are a small part of North Attleboro, but I believe we bring light to the whole community. We do. And, and, and an, 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 an a, uh, exponential light, a light that goes further and farther than we realize. You think about salt. Cheryl, you do a lot of cooking in our house. And salt, a little bit of salt, changes an entire <laughs> According recipe. According to you, I don't put enough salt. So I don't know what, <laughs> but nonetheless, what we, we see a little bit of salt makes a big difference in a recipe. And so we're so thankful for the little things that you guys do. They, they are not little. They make a huge difference. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for all that you do here at Waters Church. And uh, you've yes. been getting better with the salt. Good. Yeah, I like salt. But Cheryl comes from the low salt spectrum of cooking, and I'm a heavy salt spectrum of cooking. Well, I think that's how God works. He puts a low salt person with a high salt person. We come to the middle. Let's just say everything that Tim cooks is, un, is inedible. Salty. Inedible. I know. I don't cook well. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. N enough about us. Let's talk about them. <laughs> and let's talk about all the things, again, that God has done. Uh, finishing up that passage here in 1 Thessalonians 1, when Paul says, your faith in God has gone forth everywhere. In other words, because mm -hmm. of what you're doing, because of the serving, because of the way you live, because of your light shining, and you not just saying, hey, we want to be a life-giving church, but you doing it. Uh, your faith in God has gone forth everywhere. And lots of things have happened. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Shane, you dug up all the uh, stats for us for this last year. Um, 
uh, I want you to uh, share on small groups in just a moment, but okay. uh, I'll, I'll open it up with this. We're going to put these up on the screen as well. Life change stats. Let's talk about life change at Waters Church. Over the last year, 2017, and this is not including Christmas Eve, which is a huge weekend. Yeah. Mm. 861 people came to Christ at Waters Church. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And then this great number here, 114 baptisms uh, in 2017 is almost double the number of baptisms last year. Yep, it is. Wow. Now, double. what's fantastic here is that last year, the 861, we had 840 salvations last year and 66 baptisms. And I told the church, if anybody remembers, way back in January, we want to correct that number, that discrepancy yeah. between how many people are you know, mm-hmm. just lifting their hands and how many people are going through the waters of baptism. Well, good news is we're on the right track. We're not where we should be, but right. we are on the right track. And we have literally... Uh, doubled the number, almost doubled the number of baptisms from last year proportionately to the number and of salvations. And we also had kids' baptisms this year. Which Many kids' baptisms. Yeah. yeah, but we had like that special. The special one. Which was the first the ever summer. that we've done, which was pretty Yeah, amazing. I don't even know if that's in the number of 114. It might be even higher with the kids. Yep. Oh, that might not be in the number. I got to check that. That's a good question. Because that was the Chris. first time we ever did that, and that yeah. was pretty. It must be counted. I'll ask Chris. Okay. We can ask. We can ask Chris. And then 88 people have gone through growth track. And that's the number we want to focus on too this year. Getting more of you people, especially you new Christians through growth track. That's how you find out about us. Um, sometimes we'll get these questions on the lo- in the lobby on the weekend. Uh, hey, pastor, can I sit down with you and find out about the church? Uh, hey, uh, can I sit down with somebody? No, that's yeah. not how it happens. <laughs> we have a program already set up so that you can sit down and learn about the church. Right. And it's really wonderfully run, and you learn that the church is more than one person. Mm-hmm. The, the, church, the church is not me. The church is not facing the minister, quote-unquote minister, because everyone's a minister. So you go through that class to find out about church and where you fit in. And even if you come from, an, especially actually, if you come from another church, you yes. should go to that class. Yeah. Uh, because one of the things we're always telling people is, man, you know, I'm glad that you had a church before here, but please don't bring that church in here. Right. And what we mean by that is don't bring, well, in our, in our old church, they did this. That's fine that they did that. We're glad that they did that, but we don't do that. We might not do that. What we're asking you to do is, hey, get on board with what we're trying to do here at Waters Church because we believe that the Lord has called us to do certain things for our community and not to do things other churches are doing. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was, um, that was the, these are good numbers to celebrate. We're on the right trajectory, um, and it's exciting. Thanks. I wanted to share an email from this weekend uh, that we got in in the email uh, in the main account of the church this past weekend from the ch- from the service, and, I, and the person said, "Please share this." So I'm going to share it, and this is just a cool thing that happened this past weekend. Uh, the person says, "I just wanted to share with you about an experience I had today after the service. I've been coming to Waters for about a month now. I attended another church with my grandmother when I was younger." I come to Waters Church with my children. I started coming because I needed to get God back into my life and my children's lives. Great friends of ours also attend Waters. They were uh, part of why I came. Now to my experience today. It is my birthday. My oldest son couldn't make it because he had to work. My husband of 20 years this February, 2019, happy early, well, that's two Februarys from now. Really early anniversary there. Okay. My husband of 20 years this February 2019 came for the first time. So glad about that. Uh, Great service, by the way. When the service was finished, a man approached me and my family as we were leaving. He asked if I raised my hand to give my heart to Jesus. And without a thought, I proudly said, yes, I did. He asked me, uh, he asked if he and his wife could pray for me and my family. And we stood together in a circle, all hands on each other. And he prayed for me and my family. It was powerful. It spoke volumes to me. It was simply filled with love and touched me deeply. I don't know his name and I've never seen him before. As after we prayed, he hugged me. His wife hugged me. He shook my husband's hand and looking up at my daughter, my 19-year-old daughter, she had tears of joy in her eyes wow. as well as myself. And the man that spoke such an amazing prayer uh, for me, I have thought about this experience all day and have come to finally realize that Jesus sent him to me with the message and prayer he spoke. It was miraculous. I want to thank him, but don't know uh, but I don't know him to tell him what a huge positive impact he had on my birthday. I will be forever grateful to him. God bless. Feel free to share. Thank you. Wow. That's awesome. That's that what it's all about. Yep. That's, that's it. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. We're so glad to hear stories 
like that. And uh, just an amazing thing. Uh, Shane, why don't you give us a rundown of the small group numbers? Because these uh, are cool. Uh, okay, uh, small groups. 26 new groups started this year. Mm. Uh, 38 new small group leaders started. Wow. Um, we, all, we currently have 113 leaders, 75 groups, and 525 people are in a small group. That's we have amazing. seven new groups starting this February. They're all ready to go. Awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. And, it's, incredible. and small group is where it's at. Cheryl, you lead a small group. Yes. Shane, you lead a small group. Yep. And uh, I'm, I'm not you in a church a small, small group. group. I don't lead one. No, I lead a big group. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm in a small group with pastors in the area. Um, I do that intentionally because uh, I don't want to be in a small group. And here's why. And Cheryl knows this too. If I go, everybody shuts up. <laughs> So what did you mean when you said that thing when yeah. you were preaching? And that might happen too, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, but, but just people feel like so intimidated. Oh, my gosh, the path. Oh, oh the I Chi is here, you know? The I Chi. I don't know what it is. It's just a phrase. Okay. Uh, what is an I Chi? Does anybody out there in Facebook land know what an I Chi is? Anyway, the, like the I Chi is the important person, the person that we all listen yeah. to, the guru, so to speak. And uh, so I don't go because, you know, I don't want that to be another um, environment where you're looking to one person to give you the answers for everything. The small group community of Waters Church is where you get to talk to people and hear them talk to you. Especially if you're in a women's small group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. That's a lot of talking. Lots and lots of talking in the small groups of women. But it's great for just getting to know one another. Getting to hear other people express their gifts. And Waters Church people, and every Christian listening to me on the podcast, uh, you must understand that you have the Holy Spirit in you who has gifted you in different ways to edify the body, build up the body, and use your gifts toward others. You cannot use your gifts just sitting in a seat, facing forward, listening to one mm -hmm. person for 45 minutes every week. you got to get out of those rows and get into circles and face others. I also f uh, find that in small groups, people are more apt to um, get connected more with the church. Like they'll start serving. They'll That's right. Start, um, they, if they haven't been baptized, they might consider to get baptized. So yeah. a lot of that stuff happens oh, in yeah, small groups. Oh, yeah, for sure. It does. Definitely. I know that from my own group. Mine yeah. too. Yeah. And you, I throw them out of my house if they're not serving. I, I ask them right away, what do you do to serve? And then <laughs> okay, <I'll, laughs> tell them. You, no, can. you don't throw them out? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> just harass them until they start. That's what I do. I, I mean, and but people, you know what? There's an accountability now, not so much to like, you know, it's more to people now that you are connected with. And I know, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. The connection we'll Yeah, there. we'll talk about it. Like, so what are you doing? Are you serving? And then they feel like, oh, gosh, I got to go do something. Yeah. And uh, uh, do you guys find, because you guys are in the small group ministry at Water Church, do you guys find that if somebody isn't engaged in serving, that after a while, they literally just kind of kind of yes. fade off out of the small group? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Out, of, out the back door of the church. You know, mm. If you're not in a small group, you don't even... It's tough to figure out where you, who you are, where you, what you're doing, what your problems are. Uh, but mm -hmm. what about that serving? Like if they're in small group and they don't start serving, they don't start getting involved, or they just start feeling like, "Wow, I'm part of this now." Right. Yeah, they. You don't. How do you get connected really with the church unless you're a part of it, serving, giving, giving back? People are counting on you on the weekend, and if you right. don't come, they reach out to you. No, I, you okay? Yeah, exactly. Now I know what some people are going to think. Well, I, I don't want anybody to feel unwelcome. And I had a comment a couple of weeks ago when I was doing that thing about church discipline. I saw it on the Facebook feed afterwards. Um, we were talking about how the church in Corinth was called to discipline the man and kick him out of the church because he was sleeping with his father's wife. Yeah. And, and I said that sometimes we have had to do this, not for that reason, but for other, other reasons in this church. We've had to ask people to leave. Somebody in the comment section said, well, isn't, we don't want anybody to feel unwelcome. Where is that in the Yeah, exactly. Where is that in the scripture? Have you read the scriptures? Because there is absolutely a need to make some people feel unwelcome at church. And who are those people? People who disturb the peace of the flock. People who prey on young women or men yep. sexually. That's we right. want them to feel very much unwelcome. I'm right. sorry. If we made them feel welcome, that would be yeah. bad. Unrepentant adulterers. We want you to feel unwelcome. We really do. Un unrepentant homosexuals. We do. We don't care if you feel welcome if you're going to come and blatantly flaunt the law of God and then act like you're a Christian. That's not true. 
A Christian is submitted to the law of God. Unrepentant thieves, unrepentant liars, unrepentant, name it. But this idea that the church should be like this holding pot for everybody and every filthy person who, who refuses to see any need to change is unbiblical. And I can, I can back that up with more than one scripture uh, than just 1 Corinthians 5. Anyway, don't get me started. Don't get me started. I'll go Change off. The subject oh. channel. Trying, trying. <laughs> we'll this, this all started though because you guys were saying that sometimes if you don't get into that small group, you don't get start serving, you'll start to feel unwelcome or unconnected. Yep. And um, you know, I can hear like the audience out there saying, "Well, I don't want them well, to feel you know, unwelcome because of that." I, w- I but, will say that um, there was a young lady that that um, came and spoke to me and said she was having difficulty feeling connected in, in the church. Mm. And as soon as we got her connected in a small group, she is like flourishing oh, and yeah. doing great. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. It is. It's hard to you come and you're just a person. You're not part of anything. How do you connect? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. So. You got to connect. It's the first step to get into the group. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. hard probably to go to walk into someone's house and not know anybody and be the odd man out. But But yet 500 people in our church are doing it. So we must be doing something right. No, I mean, once you get in. Yeah, once you get in. It is absolutely life-changing for you. It is. Now, we do want the adulterer to come. We do want the homosexual to come. We want all got all people to come right but we're not going to kick everybody out yeah, just because they have that sin in their life but, but but there's a difference between coming because you need christ and then this idea that oh i am in christ now and now i get to disobey god and live unrepentantly in gross sin and not say wait a second jesus is, did not just come to save me from my sins but to give me uh leadership of my life to be my lord my king my sovereign, the one who I submit to. Mm. Once you're a Christian, uh, that should start happening. Right. Come as you are. Just don't stay that way. That's right. There you go. Sum it up nice, nice. Unless you're perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Stay that way. There's no such thing. So there you go. Um, Let's talk about the church plants because this is also a big deal for Waters Church. We want church plants to start happening through our community of faith here and the good news is that we planted two churches in 2017 amen praise god yep Mm -hmm. in milford and winsocket uh waters church giving people those of you who tithe those of you who give thank you because we took your money and invested two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, a quarter of a million dollars into these churches um and as a result just two months in already nine people have come to christ is it yeah 12 Oh, 12 oh, yeah, people. Yeah, I had to change the number. Abby double-checked it. Wow, it's 12. Great. 12 baptisms in total, and then, I'm sorry, 12 salvations in total. 12 people came to Christ in total. Two baptisms are uh, happened in Milford. Yeah. And we found out last night with Steve that two more baptisms are scheduled in That's Milford. Awesome. Right. So praise God for that. That's awesome. That $125,000 each campus, well worth it. Yep. Yeah. You know, we, we always say, that, oh, well, if, if you were the only person that Jesus died for, he still would have died for you. You know, we say that again in theory, but here it is. Rubber hits the road. Will you give to make sure that that one person yeah. <laughs> will come to Christ? And, you know, say, say it stopped tomorrow. It's not going to, but say it stopped tomorrow. And we have those 12 people whose names are now written down mm-hmm. in the Lamb's Book of Life, $250,000 worth every penny. Yes. That's right. Every worth every penny. penny. Because Jesus himself said, what can a man give in exchange for his soul? If he gains the whole world and he loses his soul, what has he gained? Nothing. And, uh, and, and that's so important. Mm-hmm. So uh, 12 salvations, fantastic. A couple of missions or what, what I would call compassion acts on behalf of our church. Woonsocket, uh, we just paid the overdue lunch bill for the middle school students at the Woonsocket uh, public elementary schools. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Hamlet and Villanova. Yeah, yeah. the two That's side awesome. by side on Hamlet Ave. And that is so. So the parents all got an alert, right? That when that Waters Church, did that happen? Yeah, and then Jim was telling me that um, at least in Hamlet, it's probably the same one too. Uh, so some of the kids weren't going up to eat because they thought Aww. they owed, and then what? the lunch lady was like, "Your bill's paid. Go wow. go get a go get a meal," and then they announced that the, the church paid for it, and everybody That's started awesome. clapping in the cafeteria and stuff. Wow. Now I hear some people saying, hey, why are you bragging about the good works you've done? (laughs) 
And I just kind of want to continue to pastor you through this. Uh, We do want people to know when the church has done good. The reason why is because Jesus said in Matthew 5, let your light so shine that men will see your good works and praise your Father which is in heaven. Mm -hmm. So he did say, do these things so that they see them. Now, there's another passage in the same text of, of the Bible where Jesus says, don't do your acts of righteousness to be seen by others. But what he's talking about in those particular acts, that's, that's Matthew 6, he's talking about religious acts, um, personal piety acts like prayer, uh, fasting, giving of alms uh, as a personal member of the kingdom. You don't do that personal act of righteousness for the sake of people seeing you. Then it's empty. You're trying to get praise from others. But when the church corporately and community-wide does something for the community. It should be seen. Look, the church suffers usually from bad press. No one talks about the church in the news until there's a scandal, right? There's there's like hardly any... When, when do you hear about the church except for when, oh, that pastor had this falling out or he cheated on his wife or, oh, there's a big split in that church. And then suddenly now there's news. And sometimes the only time the church ever gets on the news is when it's something that's terrible yeah, that's happening. Look at yesterday, New Life... Yeah. New Life Worship Center was um, arson. Fu- an arson, yeah. And now they're saying oh, it's um, because it was a deliberately set, and now it's um, what's, what's the government's involved, like the FBI. Oh, my, oh my Hate word. crime. Hate crime. Hate they're crime. calling it a hate crime. Oh, yeah. my word. But it's all over the news today. Yeah. And, and they've and, done a lot of very good stuff. Yeah, for the community. oh, for sure. They're awesome. Great they're church. Amazing. Great church. And we s- reached out to them and told them we were praying for them and asked them yeah. for community help. Just let us know. Yeah. But I also think that this is good because we want to encourage the people that come here and the people that volunteer and let people know, you know, this is this is working. The people are coming to Christ. Yes. People are getting saved. And it's, right. But also the person that gives every week yes. faithfully. It's nice to know, like, hey, you know, we this help pay for these kids' lunches that week. Right. Or, you know, small yeah. groups. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen without people giving. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Your giving is empowering this to happen. We'll get to that more a little bit later. Uh, but we did a gas buy down in one socket. That's a good thing just to remember that we did that. And, and I remember going out there with you on that Saturday yeah. morning. It was <laughs> phenomenal to see nuts. that. Nuts. It was nuts. And what did the that traffic. one lady, didn't she write in a message in the on Facebook? Oh, I got there because, you know, the gas station uh, wouldn't take a credit card or a check. So um, I had to bring cash. So when I there was already one woman waiting in the in the island uh, for mm-hmm. gas, and she just rolled out the window. I said, "Oh, we're going to start at nine. And she was telling me that her kid is in Hasbro Hospital, and she's been going back and forth from Woonsocket to Hasbro all week, and she hasn't been able to work, and she doesn't have any money, and she didn't have any money for gas. Wow! And uh, she wasn't sure how she was going to be- get back to work oh my on Monday. And mm. she was like, "I can't believe you guys just did this. It was like unheard of." And I was like. Okay, well, if that's all we did it for, it was this lady. I walked I away going, yeah, oh, okay, she was God. She was supposed to Amazing. get to work. Doesn't matter how much it costs. Right. And, and it's just those things that, again, the, the light being shined so that people start hearing it is a good thing to have a gospel preaching, Jesus loving church mm-hmm. in your community. It is a good thing, it is not a bad thing. Right. If it is a bad thing, then we're not doing it right, <laughs> right? right. Sure. We're not being Christian right, and we will gladly self-correct uh, because we need to be a blessing to you. That's what. Remember the original ble- uh, promise to Abraham was, I will bless you, God said to Abraham, I will bless you, and many nations will be blessed through you. So the blessing of Abraham was he would be blessed, but not just he and his family, the Jews would be blessed, but that through the, the work of Jesus, the, the, the ultimate Jew uh, who saves us all, uh, the blessing of God goes through to the nations, the Gentiles, people like us, to bless the world. And I think a church that gets that, we are not blessed just to be happy and have great Christmases and enjoy our homes and all that kind of stuff. We are blessed to be a blessing yep. to everybody around us. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, tell that story, fantastic story, about the Milford School janitor. This happened this past week. Yeah. Oh, man. So one of the custodians at the Milford School um, I guess his roof caved in, and um, he had to um, get it fixed. Mm. And he spent all his Christmas money. I think it was eight hundred bucks or something like that. But they, he had to use all his money, him and his wife's money for Christmas. And he told his wife, "Well, there'd be no. I guess there's going to be no Christmas this year." So S- Steve and Chelsea got uh, wind of this, and Steve uh, texted the team and said, "Let's." Let's help this guy. And this guy doesn't go to the church. Nope. He's just the janitor that opens and just makes sure that they can have the school Mm -hmm. for the two, three hours that they're there. Yep. He's just, um, 
So Steve reached out to the team uh, over in Milford without not even church funds, just people's personal wallets right. and pocketbooks. Wow. Um, within 24 hours, he had the money. He said within two hours, I think, last night. Didn't he say in two hours I had $800 from the people? No, from no, the team. Yeah, maybe it was. Um, but uh, so he got the money. He put the, a check in the custodian's mailbox and then texted him after he left and said, go look at your mailbox. And there was the money oh, that they that's made. amazing. And he said, he texted Steve and said, um, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me and my wife in my life. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. 800 bucks. Wow. Oh, amazing. <laughs> you know, just think yeah. about that. Ah, oh, the church. But what, you know, no, but what if we weren't there? I mean, right. what, we wouldn't know. I mean. Yeah, you would have had a horrible Christmas. Day. Yeah. We're, Incredible. So, so Steve was preaching this past weekend, and he was like, "I'm going to come up and listen to you." And uh, they're coming Christmas Eve. Oh, that's awesome. And he's come Christmas Eve. The, all of the custodians oh, are coming. They really like they're Steve come and here? Chelsea. No, uh, Milford. they're at oh, the Milford. Crystal Room, and that's a good reminder. Oh, Milf- yeah. Milford people, you guys are at the Crystal Room. Christmas at the Crystal Room, not very far from where the school is, but you're not at the school. 10:30 a.m. Crystal Room, Woonsocket, same same place. Same bat time. <laughs> yep. Hamlet um, Middle School. Hamlet Middle School. 10.30. 10.30. So make sure you guys go out there for your Christmas Eve services. So it's just amazing to see the church being the church. Let's talk about missions because we give to missions as a church. Uh, in 2013, we made the um, decision as a church that we were going to give 10% of our income straight to missions. Uh, the tithe is a biblical principle. I don't believe the tithe ends in the New Testament. There's a lot of cheap Christians out there that believe that. Uh, (laughs) You're cheap, uh, and I'm sorry you are, but the tithe does not end in the New Testament. Jesus' blood does not come to give you permission to be cheaper than the Old Testament people. Um, The tithe continues, but I think it's like a baseline. I take the tithe like a baseline thing. So I thought about this in 2013. We ask people individually to tithe to our church, but our church wasn't tithing as a church. And I thought, that's not right. So we started tithing as a church. We take 10% right off the top before we pay anything else. And we say, at the end of the month, and we say, this is what came in for the month, 10% goes up. We do our church planting. We do uh, Abundant Hope Ministries. Uh, Dan uh, DeRosers out there in Spain uh, bringing the gospel to Europe. Um, so many other Man things. Manna Ministries. And then Compassion. And one child down in South Africa, Donovan Kutsia's uh, daughter's yep. ministry. And then so, a whole church with Compassion. Yes, and a whole village, actually. Village. A El village Salvador. in El Salvador. El Salvador. So this past year, let's just put up the missions numbers there. We'll go over this. $225,000, that's 10% of our income, went to missions. Uh, hover, now, above that, Hurricane Harvey, $10,000. Um, now, included in that, so this is a little bit hard to read. So Hurricane Harvey was above, I think, or $5,000 of that was above. But then Ark Church Planting, $30,000. Now, Ark Church Planting is a network that we are a part of, and they planted over 120 churches in 2017. We're excited about that. Mm-hmm. In those church plants, they see they saw uh, 1,026 uh, decisions for Christ, um, and then included in our missions offering uh, through American Bible Society, we sent uh, almost 3,000 Bibles out uh, in giving through that organization to places where Christians are persecuted yeah. And, yeah. and cannot access the Bible. You think about how Americans have Bibles sitting on their shelf gathering dust, and there's children in these countries that are persecuted, have no chance at getting the Bible. This is like gold to them. Mm-hmm. This is like gold. And so we gave money so that, and we do this every month, by the way. We do this every single month. We, I just signed off on the check yesterday for um, American Bible Society. We give every single month to see Bibles get into the hands of persecuted Christians around the world. Waters Church is not just about having a big, fat building. Please don't think that. We want to see the gospel go around the world. God has blessed us to be a blessing. And then uh, we had this extra thing this past year with 230 uniforms for Man of Missions. That was above our um, missions offering. Mm -hmm. So that was an extra. So on that list, there's two things. Hurricane Harvey and the uniforms for the Man of Missions Orphanage. The, those were your individual contributions to provide uniforms for children. Did you want to add any clarity to that, Shane? Yeah, in India, if you don't have a uniform, you, you, you don't get school. into school. So it was really important uh, to mm-hmm. do that for them. And we also, I forgot that, uh, we also gave extra for uh, some wells to be dug. Uh, the kids needed water. I remember that now. And then yeah. we did something for mm-hmm. their bathrooms at the village. We built bathrooms. Yeah. Well, we helped, we paid yeah. for the bathrooms. Yeah, we built. Yeah. 
you know, a lot of th- a lot of things. A lot of people say, "Well, why don't we go overseas to these places and do this stuff?" And I get that. And Cheryl and I have always had this conviction. Look, um, why don't we go? Over why there? don't we go? Well, overseas? we went to El Salvador last year. Yeah, but why don't we send like those know, two week groups? Because we don't know the community. That's right. And it's always better for for missions to take people in that community yes. that know the people, know the surroundings. And they work better with them. And that's and the what, language, the culture. Yeah, don't you think, like, what, what would it just say it costs $10,000 to take everybody to go? Um, I mean, yeah. uh, that $10,000, you just write them a check. Well, there's people so there ready to do it, and they love the people. Flights. Yeah. That's what we found out when we went we went to our mission right. overseas. We found out that there's people that love those communities. That's what that, pastors and. Yes. That's what know. compassion does. They yeah. find a guy in the community. Who knows the language, the customs, the, the 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 social structure of that community, and pastors the people. And it works so much better, so much better. Like, yeah, this idea we that we were send, just kind of like fish out of water. Right. There. We would <laughs> this idea that we send Americans that are totally Americanized, and by the way, tremendously homesick when they leave America. Yeah. <laughs> well, to do this when there's guys there that can do it, be empowered by the Holy Spirit to do it, who are part of the community already. And that's not to say that already. there aren't really good missionaries that no, come there are. from here. Sure. Because there are. There's wonderful people that can do that, but. But we like to partner more often with people who are embedded into the culture already, and they're going to do the yeah, work. They just need the resources. And right. give them the money. Mm-hmm. I'm not against you going on a mission trip. Go ahead, small group, organize it. It's just, it's never really been organized by the church. We don't want to do that. We don't disparage you, though, from going ahead and uh, being a part of a mission but trip. But there's somehow. so much missions right here in our own country. And that's like right. People from... When Socket's a mission field. Right, yes. and when we had the, the floods... Milford. Didn't somebody from our church go with like a group and help people with the floods in Texas? Remember? Oh, yeah. Somebody went. Yeah. I forgot who. Um, I don't know. But it was a, it, that's the church being the church. It doesn't always have to be structured from top down. It can be just the church going right. out and being the church. So your giving, again, empowers all of this to happen. Okay. Serving. Let's talk about the fact that we have some amazing people who serve mm-hmm. here every week at Water Church. 2017, a banner year for individual numbers of, of volunteers at Waters, 670 across all three campuses volunteered, individual people volunteered in one of our church services or in something outside of the church services. Uh, so thank you for that. In that 670, 250 gave their time to kids ministry. Wow. Jesus said, if you uh, uh, welcome one of these little children, you welcome me. And so 250 people. In that 670, welcome Jesus to church through children's ministry. Thank you so much, children, uh, Waters Kids volunteers. And then 275 guest services people. These are your parking team, ushers, greeting, welcoming people, uh, info central people. Big shout out to you people. You work so hard and you get a lot of heat. Yes, and you get do. a <laughs> uh, let's, shocking. Let's talk about the in the relational heat that they get in just a moment. But they get the heat of the summer because they're outside right. in the heat, and in they the get the freezing cold of the yeah. winter. And they're parking your cars and making sure that we maximize our very limited parking space here at the church. And they building. get heat. They get flack for that too. And they get flack, and it's like um, so important that we honor these people. Jesus, uh, not Jesus, but Paul says, "Honor those to whom honor is due. Show honor to those to whom honor is due. They deserve honor." And one mm-hmm. of the other places that we were just talking about, they get relational heat. Uh, some people come in, and we understand you've been hurt all week, or something happened, or something terrible just happened to your family, or whatever. And you come to our church, and we get it. We get it. A lot of you, you or come in, or you're just rude, and you're mean because of that, uh, or you're <laughs> just sorry, rude. There's one or one or two. Yeah, you want to answer that? Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, one or two of you might have that. I really had a horrible week, or I just found out some bad news. But a lot of uh, a lot of other people, man, you just got to be a little bit nicer. These people are volunteers. They are mm-hmm. volunteers. I know that the people watching on the Facebook Live, you're not these people. You're not the people that gives a hard time. You're the supportive right. people. We are, we are, we're, yeah. we're talking to the choir. It is shocking here. the people it is, that are it is shocking. rude to yeah. sweet volunteers who are just. Trying to do their job. But <laughs> so they're one, asked. One, yes. gen- one gentleman a couple weeks ago asked for one of our volunteers to be fired. fired. Yeah. You should be Shane fired. Shane handled that really well. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't fire a volunteer. Do you understand this? Okay, so let's um, not do that. Let's not talk about that at all. Uh, we we uh, honor Steve and Anna Lee, who yes. do such a great job with our deacon ministry. Um, Kathy and Dave Fontaine, parking ministry. Uh, Carl. Uh, Weber on our uh, security ministry, 
uh, and they've d- uh, ratcheted up the level of security in our church because of uh, the recent church shooting. Yeah, I'm lucky um, to get in in the morning. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it's harder to get in. <laughs> but you want it just you know just to be clear, you are safe at Waters Church. Your kids are tremendously safe. So all these people giving so much of their time. Uh, Kelly Batello, the online oh, man. ministry. Oh, yeah. she does on the and weekend. she does stuff behind the scenes that nobody knows about. Yeah. You know, these people that just give, 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 and serve, serve, serve. And then, you know, Kelly Batello, she shared a story with us. This is another powerful testimony of Water Church Life Change. Uh, she shared a story um, at one of our pre-service rallies. We do a pre-service rally every Saturday night before the weekend. And she was talking about um, her niece who was on drugs, and uh, she uh, struck and killed a woman. And then she was on house arrest. Uh, she struck and killed a woman with her car. She was on house arrest. And then in her house, she's bored to death, doesn't have anything to do, waiting for trial. She decided to stream online and watch Waters oh, Church. Yeah. And Kelly, who runs the streaming online, uh, told us the story, so it's pretty cool. Uh, through watching cool. the online services, this, la- this niece of Kelly's gave her life to Christ. And now she's, um, the trial went through. She was convicted. She's serving a five-year prison sentence. But right now she's enrolled in Bible classes and a computer technology program in the prison awesome. and growing in Christ, That's <laughs> which is an amazing story. And you just think about that. Like, wow. Incredible. You're speechless. I am. <laughs> so it's like just these things that you just don't hear about. Again, we want you to know, Waters Church, what you do. Yeah. It brings so much to so many people. You have no idea. And I'm fully convinced of this. Some of you at Water Church are going to get to heaven and be shocked. Some of the people who faithfully gave and served, okay, gave and served, uh, are going to be shocked at what God did with the money. You said, this is God's, and I'm going to honor him with it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be shocked. Right. And the thing about it is, I've, we've mentioned some people, but we haven't mentioned everybody that served so faithfully. There's so many. There's so many. We're so sorry if we missed you, but we also know that you don't do it for recognition. That's for sure. Uh, and are not recognizing you. I know it doesn't really bother you because you know, you know that Jesus is the one yep. who keeps detailed records. But at the other two campuses, too, all those volunteers that, that are, I mean, Steve and Chelsea are not getting paid, and Jim and, Jim and Nelvis. Nelvis, who do so much. Yeah, and they get up earlier than ever before on Sunday. I was talking to somebody on Jim's team who uh, told me that their kids are more engaged now in church, now that they have to get up earlier and set up for two hours on Sunday morning for the service on in one socket. Their kids are more engaged in Jesus and the Lord and the church than before when they just came and had it easy by coming <laughs> to this already set up location. Right. How cool is that? That's awesome. To just hear those stories. So you never lose out when you give to the kingdom of God. So I just want to put this up on the screen one last time. Your faithful giving makes this happen. Please do not be under any other pretense about how the money happens here at Water Church. We do a lot. We want to do way more than we currently do. Right. We got vision for more church plants. We got vision for more life change. We got dreams for our building here and buildings in Woonsocket and Milford and future church plants. But listen, guys, so important that you get it. It doesn't happen because money falls from the sky or an angel comes by with a check for a million dollars when we're really desperate. It happens through the faithful giving that you give, that you do every single week. My wife and I, we tithe. Shane, we tithe. Uh, Shane tithes. Uh, The people in this office, we tithe. We ask our small group leaders, tithe 10% to the church because we want you to be faithful with money. So to, to be trustworthy with money so then we can know we can trust you with people, right. which is the true mm-hmm. treasure of heaven. Luke 16 passage. You should read that and see that's how Jesus lays it out. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about over the uh, 15 years of our history, we've never had a check over $100,000 ever. And we've only had like a few of those, like maybe three or four. I don't you know. You mean come in as a gift? Yeah, oh. a single gift. There's never been ever. A million dollar gift. There's never been this $250 million gift that has helped us. It has always been that faithful 10% giver, (laughs) that 10% tithe, that person who says, I am willing to invest in the kingdom of God. Uh, And you are not just paying people's salaries. You're not just paying a church's mortgage. You are not paying for bricks and mortar. 
You are paying for life change. You're paying for people to be transferred from the kingdom of darkness, the bondage of alcohol, the bondage of drugs, like that girl in the prison, Mm -hmm. the bondage of loneliness, the bondage of uh, terrible Christmas, like this janitor up here in Milford, and and the the bondage of not having lunch money. (laughs) There's all kinds of different bondages that people are in. And we are here to set the captives free, to break the bondages over people's lives and, and do good for our community. And the only way that happens, friend, is your faithful giving. Thank you, those of you who give. For those of you who do not yet give, start giving. I'm, period. Like, as simple as possible, I want to just say that. Start giving. God will honor it. God will pour back into your life, and you're going to see a great harvest, and then you're going to have those rewards in heaven. It's just a fact. You look, you either believe the stuff or you don't. I believe it. I do too. And I, I, too. And I don't <laughs> believe it just because it's in the Bible, but I believe it because you practice it, and you see it, oh, and yeah. God... Blessed. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is our church? We were just. We opened the podcast by saying this, Cheryl. It's the best year we've ever had. We're having more fun. We're more relaxed. We're more positive about the church than ever before. Why? Faithful, faithful, faithful. Giving, giving, giving. God has honored it every step of the way. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing. Get ready for 2018, everybody, because here's 2018 newsflash. It is our 15th year of existence. Waters Church, North Attleboro. Wow. Mm-hmm. 15. 15. Yeah, that's Next year, they get, we get our driver's license. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we are 15, and what are we going to do to celebrate 15 years? Well, I got this idea from another pastor friend of mine. 15 miracles are going to happen. So we're going to have this nominating program through our small group ministry. Again, everything flows through small groups. Mm-hmm. We're going to find people, and they don't have to be in small groups to be nominated. But our small group people who are boots on the ground, we call those boots on the ground Christians, out there with people who need help, know people that need help. We're going to find people who genuinely need a miracle in their life. And we're going to work together as the church to make that happen. 15 miracles for 15 different people for 15 years of God's faithfulness in our, in our church. More on that in the month. I know. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. More on that in the month of February and March. We're going to wait for the weather to get a little bit better, better. Right, Heather. Heather. <laughs> That's the the podcast is too long now. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna wait for the months of February and March to make that happen. You will hear about that if you are in small groups. You will hear about that from the pulpit as well. Okay, so this is gonna happen uh, next year. I'm so excited. And then First Thessalonians is gonna close this. Um, well, actually, can I say one more thing? Sure, you can. We're also gonna do the um, foster care. Oh yeah, that happens. Yes, That's that happens early. Or, well. We haven't set quite yet set dates, but we're yeah, foster on care. Doing that. That's going to be a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. And that's not included in the 15 miracles for no. 15 years, but we want to do that as well. All right. I'm going to close this podcast by quoting you again from First Thessalonians chapter 2. Remember, he opens with thanksgiving for their, um, for their work, for their labor in the kingdom. And then he, he's not done thanking them uh, in the second chapter. He's still thanking them. This was a great church, obviously. And he says this, And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. Mm-hmm. I believe, we believe, if you truly receive the word of God, it will turn into works of service in your life and through your life to people far from God. That's why I love the church. That's why we do this. It makes a difference in people's lives. We're so thankful for you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This was The Deep End. Thanks for joining us for this week's Deep End podcast. We pray that you continue to grow in your faith and that you would serve and support your local church. If you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us this weekend at Waters Church. We are located at 57 John Deach Square in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. And you can join us every Saturday at 4 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. Make sure to stay tuned in for next week's episode of The Deep End Podcast.